Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. You're listening to the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's your host, Jack Jones. We're entering uh, week two NFL and week three college football. Brandon Lee and I have six more free picks for you this weekend on the podcast. We went uh, three and three last week. Brandon carried the load. He went two and one, hitting his two free picks on Maryland and the Chiefs. Uh, but he lost his ten point NFL teaser that included the Steelers. Uh, I went one and two. I lost both free picks on uh, Rutgers and the Carolina Panthers. Half point loss there on the Panthers plus two and a half was rough, but I did win my six point teaser on the Ravens and Cowboys to avoid the sweep. Nice work last week, Brandon, and uh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, it's too bad you don't get like double the wins when your team wins by as much as uh, Maryland and Kansas City did. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll take the wins anyway and get them two and one. We'll do that every week. We'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, a couple no sweaters there. I like those. Uh, it's been definitely a slow start here to the football season, but we're not worried. Uh, one fifty six. 93 and 9 last 47 football podcasts the last four seasons uh using minus 110 juice a thousand dollar per game betters are up over 53,000 uh we have two college football free picks for you saturday and four nfl free picks for sunday let's uh give the listeners a winning week here brandon uh what's your college football free pick for saturday yeah i'm gonna take the nc state wolf pack minus six and a half on the road against the west virginia mountaineers i really don't think this one's going to be close at all uh, I think a lot of people were sleeping on this NC State team uh, coming into the year. You know, when it comes to like who people were picking to finish second behind Clemson um, in the Atlantic, I don't think many people were saying NC State, and that very well might be the case. Uh, I've really liked what I've seen from this team. A uh, big reason people were skeptical: they did only return 11 starters, just four on offense. Had Drew place, you know, one of their better quarterbacks in school history, and Ryan Finley. Uh, with that said, you know, sophomore Matthew McKay has really looked good. Uh, he lit up an East Carolina team that you like quite a bit, uh, throwing for 308 yards in the opener. Uh, he had 200 yards in the next game against a cupcake FCS foe. Didn't play the fourth quarter of that one. Uh, I've also really liked what I've seen out of their two freshmen, uh, true freshmen running backs, uh, both averaging a, a a bunch of yards per carry and real you know, um, two guys that I think could have a big impact uh, going forward. Um, and, you know, even if the defense struggles a little bit or the offense, I mean, uh, the defense has been really good. They held East Carolina to 269 uh, yards. And that's a team that people, you know, you know, it's one thing for, you know, the defense of East Carolina suck for, for them to, you know, shut down the pirates offense. I, I think that really speaks a lot to this team. And then they held Western, Western Carolina to 106 yards and six first downs. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, NC State pitched a shutout in this game. Uh, that, that's how bad West Virginia's offense has been to me in the first two weeks. Uh, they barely squeaked out a 20 to 13 win over James Madison. Um, that game was tied 10 to 10 um, in the fourth quarter. They were outgained 328 to 294 uh, by that FCS opponent. Uh, West Virginia, surprisingly, was only a 13-point dog at Missouri. Uh, the Tigers were one of my favorite plays uh, of Week 2 in college football, and uh, they cashed in an easy winner in a 38-7 win. Um, they outgained uh, West Virginia 382-171. to 
Um, so through two, two games so far, Mountaineers averaging 232 total yards of offense and a mere 3.7 yards per play. Uh, just to give you a comparison, uh, NC State, 522 yards per game, 6.7 yards per play. Um, I, I could see people maybe giving this West Virginia team a pass because, you know, they did play an SEC opponent in Missouri and one that people really liked. Um, and and had you know we not seen Missouri play the week before, I I, I probably I might be in that same boat. But Missouri lost thirty seven thirty one at Wyoming in a game that they had no business losing. So I, I, you know for them to get manhandled like they did by Missouri, I, I think that speaks volumes to how bad this team is. And we covered it when you gave out West Virginia under in their win total. Um, and the thing is with this West Virginia team and the offense going forward. Um, and why I think they're going to continue to struggle. They've attempted 56 rushes and they've gained 64 yards. Um, that's not good. And that's, uh, you know, now they're going up against uh, an NC State defense that is aver- giving up one yard per carry so far. They've given up 24 yards on 24 attempts. Um, I, this is going to have West Virginia playing behind the chains a lot. It's going to be a lot of three and outs. You know, a lot of settling for field goals when they do, you know, put something together, get a big play. And it's also going to lead to a lot of turnovers, um, which make it really hard to win. Um, You know, this is kind of a matchup in my mind where we got an underrated NC State team uh, that's better than people think. And we got a West Virginia team that's, you know, while expected to be worse without Dana Holgerson, is a lot worse than people think. So I I think the Wolfpack win here uh, by double digits, no problem. Yeah, man, I feel really good about that West Virginia under right now. Uh, my second favorite win total of the season uh, looks to be a winner based on what I've seen from them so far. That Just barely getting by James Madison and then getting beat by 31 at Missouri on the road. Uh, clearly, they do not have that running game. Uh, 1.1 yards per carry so far. And like you said, NC State giving up one yard per carry. So if they're going to be one-dimensional, it's just not going to be good for them uh, in this game. Um you know, their offense is definitely a far cry from what it was under Dana Holgerson. I do like this NC State team, too. I mean, they won nine games each of the last two years. Uh, they're off to that flawless start, 2-0 straight up, 2-0 against the spread, um, taking care of business. Uh, the Wolfpack, 4-0 against the spread, their last four against the Big 12, and the Mountaineers are 0-5 against the spread, their last five against ACC teams. Uh, definitely it's going to be NC State or nothing for me here. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, that, that last year people were down on NC State and they were a heck of a lot better than people thought. It. I, I think people are focused a little too much on what they lose. This team recruits better than you think, and uh, uh, they're, they're coached well. And I, I just I think this is a, a big mismatch. Yeah, Dave Doran doing a great job there for sure. Um, I'm going to take uh, Kansas State plus eight at Mississippi State as my free pick. Uh, Kansas State got a great hire to replace the legendary Bill Snyder in the offseason. Chris Kleiman won four FCS national titles in his five seasons at North Dakota State, and he stepped into a good situation here at Kansas State with 14 returning starters. The Wildcats are off to an impressive 2-0 straight up, 2-0 against the spread start this season, beat Nickel State by 35 as 20.5-point favorites, beat Bowling Green 52 to nothing as 24.5-point favorites. They've covered the spread by a combined 42 points in their first two games. Um, their defense has been really impressive, allowed just 140 yards to Bowling Green last week. That's a Bowling Green offense that had 620 yards and 46 points in their opener. Uh, the Wildcats also brought back a veteran quarterback in Skylar Thompson, who has played well. And the running games produced 347 yards per game, 6 yards per carry. Kansas State definitely wants revenge from their 31-10 home loss to Mississippi State last year. But that was a Mississippi State that uh, was be- 
that was way better than this 2019 version. I am definitely down on these Bulldogs. Had them under 7.5 as one of my win totals as well. Uh, I think the loss of Dan Mullen uh, will be felt this season. Jim Moorhead no longer has Mullen's recruits to rely on. And the Bulldogs returned just 11 starters this year. They lost three first-round picks on defense. They lost their stud quarterback in Nick Fitzgerald on offense. And I just haven't been impressed by Mississippi State thus far despite their 2-0 start. They only beat Lafayette by 10 as 18.5-point favorites in their opener. They beat Southern Miss by 23 as 16-point favorites, so they covered last week, but that was a misleading final. They only outgained Southern Miss by 42 yards. Um, they only outgained Lafayette by 67 yards. Those are two teams that, with their SEC talent, they should be pummeling, and they're not. Um, they even took advantage of a combined eight turnovers forced by their defense, yet still really didn't blow either team out. Uh, Kansas State isn't the type of team that beats themselves. The Bulldogs won't be gifted those same turnovers by the Wildcats. Kansas State, 21-9 and nine, uh, against the spread their last 30 road games against a team with a winning home record. I think Mississippi State could be overlooking Kansas State here too, and with their SEC opener on deck next week. Conversely, Kansas State has a bye next week, so they'll be all in here, especially since they're seeking revenge. Uh, give me Kansas State plus eight in the game. They could they could win out right here. Yeah, I, actually, I had this one circled. I, I go through and look at all the games and kind of write down all my leans, and this was definitely one of them that I like quite a bit. Uh, line didn't come out right away because of the Stevens injury with Mississippi State. Um, you know, I, I would assume – He's going to play based on the line, but I, at the same time, I, you know, maybe the coach isn't saying it or Moorhead's not saying it because he doesn't want the other team to know that he's not going to play. So uh, that's an interesting twist here that'll, you know, could only add value, I think, uh, to Kansas State. And I already think they're showing a ton of it as it is. Um, you know, I'm when you gave out Mississippi State under for your win total, I, I was a little up in the air on the Bulldogs. I really didn't know. You know what? What to think of the team? Just because I I like Moorhead and I like what he's done. And I like his offensive scheme, but you know, watching this team the first two weeks, I, there is a lot of concerns to be had with Mississippi State, and I think it's more of just who they lost than anything. I think they'll be, you know, they're just probably a year away from being a contender in the SEC again. But um, I, I love the revenge angle. I think this is one they've got circled. I love the having the bye week on deck. I think this is a team people are, you know, just not high on because they went five and seven last year, and the last time Bill Snyder left, things went to shit real quick. So, um, and then this is one I I agree. I think they could win outright. I think that if I was putting this line on a neutral field, I, I might, you know, say Mississippi State minus one, maybe two, which means this thing could be. Uh, you know, right around four and a half, maybe if that. I think we're getting a good four points of value and crossing a key number of seven. Um, underdogs, three and a half to 10 points um, that have scored 42 or more points in their last two games are 74% against the spread the last five years, 43 and 15. Um, I, I like this one uh, quite a bit, Jack. All right. That's good to hear, man. I like that last stat you threw in there, too. That's awesome. Um, might have to add that. Uh, yeah, definitely Stevens, I think, is listed as probable. So that's definitely a Stevens yeah. line, and it would just be, you're right, it'd be a bonus if he didn't play. Um, let's move on to the NFL, man. Let's get another big winner for you. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the team I went against in week one. I'm going to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half on the road against the Houston Texans. I think we're seeing a big overreaction to the Jaguars' ugly loss to the Chiefs in Week 1. Um, add in the fact that they lost starting quarterback Nick Foles uh, to a pretty serious injury. He'll be out probably till I think, at least at Week 11. He's on the IR. 
Um, you know, the books know that the betting public's going to want absolutely nothing to do with Jacksonville right now. Um, and I think they've inflated the number here to where there's just too much value to pass up. And, and let's not forget, this is a Texans team. I gave out the over on their win total. So it's not like I, I think Houston's a pile of crap or anything, but I just think the value here with the Lion is too good. Uh, the biggest thing for me in the lopsided loss to Kansas City uh, for the Jags is that that really wasn't a surprising result to me. The uh, Chiefs were one of my favorite plays in week one, um, and they're not going to be the last team to, you know, make a team look bad. Um, there's just not a lot of teams in the NFL that can go score for score with Mahomes in that offense. It's just um, it's just going to be tough to do with all the weapons that they have on that side of the ball. Um, I still really like this Jacksonville defense. I, I was really high on them coming into the year. Um, and I, I think they're going to have a big bounce back performance against the Texans. Uh, clearly, there's still a lot of problems with the Houston offensive line, even after training for Tunsil. Uh, the Saints sacked Watson six times. They hit him 11 times. Um, as good as he is, he's going he's gonna to struggle to make it through the entire season if they don't start protecting better. Um, while Jacksonville did not record a sack in week one, uh, they put a ton of pressure on Mahomes. Um, and, you know, maybe it was his uh, like unwillingness to get sacked. They threw a couple of them where he probably should have got sacked um, that, you know, maybe accounted for them not getting one. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to, you know, have a similar type of game here against uh, Watson and that offensive line. I think they're going to sack him a lot. And I, I think they're going to that's going to probably lead to some turnovers. Um, on that side, as for the Foles injury, um, and, I, and that's definitely adding a, probably a couple points here. Uh, I watched that entire game, and I really was impressed with Gardner Minshew. Um, it, I, if it wasn't against a Chiefs defense that no one thinks that highly of, I think people will be raving about how well this kid played in his first NFL action. You know, I don't care who it's against. You're doing something right. If you complete 22 of 25 for 275 yards, and that's what against the Chiefs defense that knew he was throwing the football because the Jags were playing from behind. Um, you know, whenever I look at NFL quarterbacks and, you know, the guys coming out, you know, I, I think right away you can see you can see it in a lot of them, um, whether they're going to be good or not. You know, it's one thing if they're running around and picking up a bunch of yards with their legs. But if they're sitting back there and making the throws early on, uh, typically they end up doing pretty well. Um I get the Saints, uh, and then the, let's go the other side. I get the Saints are a good offensive team, um, but this is clearly not going to be the same Houston defense without uh, Jadavion Clowney in the front seven. Um, you know, Brees throwing for 372 scores. That's you know that's going to happen against that that offense in the dome. Uh, the thing for me that really concerned me was the fact that New Orleans averaged seven yards a carry on the ground. Um, because they were playing from behind, Leonard Fournette did not get a ton of touches last week, but I I was impressed with what I saw in his limited uh, carries. Um, he averaged, I think, over five yards a carry in that game, and he looks to be in a lot better shape than he was last year. I think he's going to have a big game here. And the last thing is, is it's how Houston lost that really makes me like it, this play. Um, I'm sure most of you watched the Monday night football game you know, the Texans basically dominated the game early. They had a double-digit lead in the second half. They blow that, um, get the ball back, 50 seconds left, no timeouts, you know, need a touchdown to take the lead. They do, they run two plays and score. They're up. They think they've got the game won. Breeze gets the ball back. Saints kick the game-winning field goal with two seconds left. 
there, there's not many tougher losses than what the Texans just uh, went through. You know, add in that with a one less day of prep, uh, having played on Monday Night Football, and I think this team's kind of behind the eight ball in this one. And while you know I'm not calling for an outright win with a line of nine and a half, I, I don't think it's. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville won this game. I guess I, I think if they're sleeping on them at all, I, I think the defense is good enough and the run game's good enough and. I liked what I saw from Minshew that uh, I'll take the Jags here. Yeah, it's just crazy. Minshew going 22 or 25. I mean, could have been 25 for 25, not for a couple drops, too. It's yeah. um, unbelievable. His first game as a rookie. Uh, give him a whole week of preparation here. Should be even more ready for this opportunity. Yeah, Breeze definitely picked apart that Houston defense, especially in the second half. So I think Minshew will have some success against them. I know the Texans lost Clowney and uh, definitely a few few key secondary guys. Uh um, so, so their defense isn't as good as it was last year for sure. Um, I am concerned the Jaguars gave up 40 points to the Chiefs, but uh, they definitely. I think the Chiefs did about the same thing to them the year before, and it, it, it is just the Chiefs. So you kind of gotta, kind of gotta, you know, overlook that and know that the Jaguars are going to be fine defensively. Um, Texans on the short week here after that deflating loss. Just definitely feels like a too big of an adjustment for the Foles injury. The look-ahead line last week was Texans minus three, so it's been adjusted a full six points in one week. Uh, that's definitely an overreaction to me. I expect the Texans probably to win by seven points or fewer, so I'm uh, I'm on the same side here, Brandon. Yeah, I like to hear it, man. I, I, I don't give out a lot of dogs, but uh, I like this one quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you watch that whole game watching Minshew. I, I can see why for sure. Wow. I, I'm shocked more people like they just it just kind of went unnoticed. I, I think it's just because it was against the Chiefs that people just were like, eh, yeah, whatever. But yeah. they may, yeah, the Chiefs may have some more problems defensively this year, but we'll see. Uh, they, as long as they score forty points a game, <laughs> yeah, they, it won't matter. Be yeah. Just fine. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals minus two against the 49ers. Um, at home uh, in Cincinnati, this is a, this is a Bengals team uh, that seems to be like a forgotten team in the NFL. Nobody's even talking about them. Uh, so they opened four and one last year. Get got decimated by injuries uh, in the second half. Went one and seven over their final eight games. So coming into the season, I definitely thought the Bengals would be a good buy low team. I was on them last week as ten point road dogs at Seattle. Uh, they should have won the game, but lost by a single point, twenty one to twenty. They outgained the Seahawks by nearly two hundred total yards. The offense really didn't miss A.J. Green because there's enough other weapons for Andy Dalton. They had 429 total yards against the Seahawks. Uh, Their defense, which I believe is underrated, held the Seahawks to just 233 total yards. Uh, They have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL, led by pro bowlers Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. Secondary is also loaded with Drake Kirkpatrick, William Jackson, Sean Williams. They've done great drafting uh, in that area uh, over the years. Uh, the 49ers had a misleading 31-17 win over the Bucks last week. Uh, they got two defensive touchdowns and forced four turnovers. Their three interceptions were actually more than they had all of last season. Uh, the 49ers offense and Jimmy G still a work in progress. They only had 256 total yards against a bad Tampa Bay defense. Uh, Garoppolo, Garoppolo only threw for 166 yards on 27 attempts. Uh, he looked rusty in the preseason and rusty in the opener. I think the Bengals will be able to hold him in check here. Uh, I also think the Bengals be, are, are rejuvenated here under head coach Zach Taylor, a Sean McVay disciple. His offense moved the ball at will against the Seahawks in a very tough environment. Now playing at home, I think Andy Dalton and company should have much more success uh, than Jameis Winston did last week. Uh, it's worth noting that the 49ers will be playing their second straight road game to open the season. 
Uh, teams in week two playing back-to-back road games to open the season 2-13 and straight up, 1-14 and against the spread since 2015. Uh, the Bengals are also 5-0 and against the spread their last five games overall. I just think this team just not getting any – the betting public doesn't want anything to do with this team, so I just think uh, we're going to get some good numbers on them early in the season. I was on them last week. I'm going to jump on them again this week at minus two at home. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I really don't like – San Francisco going west to east here for an early game and it being their second uh, you know, road game to start the year. However, I I have to believe the books aren't stupid when they set the Bengals um, with the tied for the worst odds to win the Super Bowl with the Dolphins. So I, I got to see more from them than, you know, a week one scare at Seattle to, to uh, convince me to, you know, lay a short number with them. Um, against a team that I think's probably more talented than them. I, I like the 49ers quite a bit this year. Um, I did not like the fact that Dalton got sacked six times. Bengals only rushed 34, had 34 rushing yards, 2.4 yards a carry. Both their touchdowns came on plays from 30 or more yards. I really have concerns. When you can't run the ball, You ha- it's really hard uh, to convert in the red zone touchdowns instead of field goals. Um I'm also just I know what I've seen from Andy Dalton I get it's a new offense it's some different you know schemes under the new coach but it's still Andy Dalton and I I just don't trust him I don't think he can throw 50 plus times every week and carry this team on his back Um, you know San Francisco's got a lot of talent on their defensive front They, they put a ton of pressure on Jameis Winston they sacked him three times they hit him seven times um I don't think they're going to have some of the blown coverages that Seattle had when, you know, John Ross got deep on them. So this is a, a real tough one for me. I, I probably won't play uh, the 49ers, even though I, I, if I had to, that's probably who I would take. Uh, so I'll, I'll just root you in on this one. Yeah, yeah, I know you had the 49ers over win total coming in the season, and I, I liked it as well, and I still do. And, uh, you know, if they you take a one-on-one split on these two games, probably going into the year. Um, but, uh but yeah, I was very impressed with the 49ers defense for sure. Uh, and I, I mean, they're a lot better. That they had something to do with forcing those turnovers too. But it is Jameis Winston. That's uh, true. He just seems to make he just can't stop making mistakes. So do you um, know what the early line was on this? I, I just have to feel like I would, if like if I saw 49ers uh, plus two and a half last in week, week two, I would have. I mean, yeah, or just like the early ones. Early when they this come out. this week, it it's moved. It, it, it 49ers were favored. It's gone to the Bengals. So it's unfortunate I, I'm giving it out at minus two now, but the Bengals were a dog uh, early in the week, so it's actually moving. Some big money moving that line, though. Yeah, I, usually that's a good sign. We'll see. Right. Um, yeah. All right, let's give the listeners a couple of uh, NFL teaser winners here for Sunday, Brandon. What's your uh, favorite teaser this week? All right, I'm going to do another three-team ten-pointer. Even though Steelers you know, couldn't come through with us, uh, I'm going to take Seattle from plus four to plus 14 at Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Cardinals from plus 13 to plus 23 at Baltimore. And I'm going to double down on the Jags and go from 9.5 up to 19.5 at Houston. All right. I uh, can't can't see any of those teams not covering those, but you just got to avoid the blowouts there. Um, I'm going to take a six-point teaser uh, on the Saints plus 8.5 and, and the Falcons plus 7.5. Saints want revenge here on the Rams after losing them in the NFC Championship game. And I feel a lot more comfortable getting them at plus eight and a half instead of plus two and a half. Matt Ryan uh, also ten and one and straight up in home openers in his career. Uh, I expect the Falcons to stay within a touchdown of the Eagles at home Sunday. Yeah, uh, no, uh, 
disagreement there. I, Atlanta would probably be the, the, the least of the two that the, I don't like. The one that worries you the most, yeah. Yeah, just because they just – I mean, I get Minnesota has a really good defense, but for them to not do anything offensively is just – it's kind of shocking just because they've always been good on, on offense regardless of, you know, win or lose. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're way better at home, though. I, they always right, are. they definitely are, yeah. Um. Nice two and one week there on the free picks, Brandon. Uh, how'd your football premium picks do last week? And let the listeners know maybe how how you're doing long term too. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a you know a huge weekend, but I mean Saturday through Monday, sixty two percent, eight and five uh, record. Uh, now hitting sixty two percent over my last one hundred and fifty five NFL plays, uh, profiting over thirty thousand on all football plays the last two seasons. Uh, I mean two plus seasons 2017 going forward uh solid 56 percent over on almost my last 500 football plays um you know definitely uh feeling good about this week uh, now that we've you know got some games under our belt and we can really start uh looking at the matchups and everything so um you can find me at sportscapping.com um and uh hope to see you guys on board yeah you're being a little too uh, harsh on yourself 60 percent weekend i think uh 62% weekend, everybody would take every single week. Uh, and it's just uh, 8 and 5 don't sound it good. Doesn't, and it doesn't, exactly. It, it, that's a, that's the uh, misconception, though. Um, right. As long as people know, if you hit 55% for a season, you're killing it. And uh, he's hit he's hitting 62% his last however many, how many NFL plays is it? 155. Yeah, that's really hard to do, guys. Um, and he's always been good at the NFL. And uh, last week I went uh, just three and three in college football, four and two in the NFL. I'm off to a solid eight and five start though in college football. Twelve and seven in NFL and college football combined this season. Uh, number one ranked football capper all time at sports capping. Three forty two and two hundred thirty football run over the last four seasons. That's sixty percent winners over my last five hundred seventy two football plays. Uh, get my NFL and college football season pass combo for eight hundred. Went on the gridiron through the Super Bowl. Uh, sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at betfirmsjack. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please feel free to leave a review. Uh, we're going to be back next week with uh, six more free picks for uh, Week 3 NFL and Week 4 College Football. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.